Welcome to Stories of Iceland. So, this is Yuletide, and what have you done? I've been busy. The mayor of Reykjavik visited my studio recently, but most of December has been spent in the card game publishing business. I've made the leaf bread, I've baked the layered spice cake, and when you'll hear this, I will also have added a couple of other Yuletide treats. The day before I wrote this, I went to Ikea and got their version of the Icelandic Yuletide smoked lamb. It was really good. Earlier this month, Iceland had a massive storm, which caused widespread electricity outages in the north of the country. Our infrastructure has been proven to be weak. There was one fatality. A 16-year-old boy who was helping a farmer with repairs got swept up in an ice flood. Reykjavik was largely unaffected, except the parts nearest to the seaside. I was safe at home with my family on higher ground, so we hardly felt anything. If you are a casual listener, you might think that I have not added any new material for a while, but I did add a special video episode on Patreon. If you want to help me focus more energy towards this podcast, please support me on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash stories of Iceland. I'd like to thank all of my supporters, especially Troy Williams, a friend of the podcast. There has been an uptick on Patreon, and my newest supporters are Varanus, Kara Stevens, Robin Williams, Angela Lessard, Mary Ellen Troyer, and Kristen Rose, a new friend of the podcast. Join them at patreon.com slash stories of Iceland. The simple math is that if I get more supporters, I can make more episodes. And there is always some extra material there. But this is Stories of Iceland, and this is episode 26, A Trollish Yuletide Tale. Iceland is in the North Atlantic. Yuletide has always been a liminal time, so most of the tales connected to it are about supernatural beings. And today I'm going to tell you one of those, and it's called Getleber. Near the end of the Roman Catholic times, a certain married couple lived at a farm named Quatl, situated in Borgarfjörður in the east part of the country. The farmer was well-to-do and wealthy in sheep and cattle. It was commonly reported that a female troll lived on the south side of the fjord, who was supposed to be mild and not given to mischief. One Yuletide Eve, after dark, the farmer went out and never returned again, and all search for him was in vain. 
After the man's disappearance, one of the servants took the management of the farm, but was lost in the same manner after dark on the Yuletide Eve in the following year. After this, the widow of the farmer determined to remove all her goods from the house and live elsewhere for the winter, leaving only the sheep and herds under the charge of shepherds and returning to pass the summer there. As soon as the winter approached, she made preparations for leaving Quatl until the next spring, and set the herdsmen to take care of the sheep and cattle and feed them during the cold season. For home use, she always kept four cows, one of which had just had a calf. Two days before her intended departure, a woman came to her in her dreams. The woman was in an old-fashioned dress of poor appearance. The woman addressed the widow with these words. Your cow has just calved, and I have no hope of getting nourishment for my children unless you will, every day, when you deal out the rations, put a chair for me in a jug in the dairy. I know that your intention is to move to another farm in two days, as you dare not live here over you. But you know not what has become of your husband and of the servant on the last two Yuletide Eves. But I must tell you that a female troll lives in the opposite mountains, herself of mild temper, but who, two years ago, had a child of such curious appetite and disposition that she was forced to provide fresh human flesh for it each year. If, however, you will do willingly for me what I have asked you to do, I will give you good advice as to how you may get rid of the troll from these parts. With these words the woman vanished. When the widow awoke, she remembered her dream, and getting up, went to the dairy, where she filled the wooden jug with new milk and placed it on the appointed spot. No sooner had she done so than it disappeared. The next evening the jug stood again in the same place, and so matters went on till Yule. On Yuletide Eve she dreamt again that the woman came to her with a friendly salutation, and said, Surely you are not inquisitive, for you have not yet asked whom you give the milk every day. I will tell you, I am an elf woman, and live in the little hill near your house. You have treated me well all through the winter, but henceforth I will ask you no more for milk, as my cow had yesterday a calf, and now you must accept the little gift which you will find on the shelf where you have been accustomed to place the jug for me, and I intend also to deliver you from the danger which awaits you tomorrow night. At midnight you will awake and feel yourself irresistibly urged to go out, as if something attracted you. Do not struggle against it, but get up and leave the house. Outside the door you will find a troll woman standing, who will seize you and carry you in her arms across the grass fields, stride over the river, and make off with you in the direction of the mountains in which she lives. Once he has carried you a little way from the river, you must cry, What did I hear then? And she will immediately ask you, What did you hear? You must answer, I heard someone cry, Mama, get liver! 
Mamma get liver. But she will think very extraordinary, for she knows that no mortal ever yet heard her name. She will say, Oh, I suppose it is that naughty child of mine, and will put you down and run to the mountains. But in the meantime, whilst she is engaged with you, I will be in the mountain, and will thump and pinch her child without mercy. As soon as she has left you, turn your back upon the mountain and run as fast as you possibly can towards the nearest farm along the river banks. When the troll comes back and overtakes you, she will say, Why did you not stand still, you wretch? And will take you again in her arms and stride away with you. As soon as you have gone a little way, you must cry again, What did I hear then? She will ask, as at first, What did you hear? Then you shall reply, I thought I heard someone calling, Mama, get liver! Mama, get liver! On which she will fling you down as before and run towards the mountain. And now you must make all speed to reach the nearest church before she can catch you again. For if she succeeds in doing so, she will treat you horribly in her fury at finding that I have pinched and thumped her child to death. If, however, you fail in getting to the church in time, I will help you. When, after this dream, the widow awoke, the day had dawned, so she got up and went to the shelf upon which the jug was wont to stand. Here she found a large bundle, which contained a handsome dress and girdle and cap, all beautifully embroidered. About midnight on Yule Day, when all the rest of the farm people at Quartl were asleep, the widow felt an irresistible desire to go out as the elf-woman had warned her, and she did so. As soon as she had passed the threshold, she felt herself seized and lifted high in the air by the arms of the gigantic troll, who stalked off her with her over the river and towards the mountain. Everything turned out exactly as the elf had foretold, until the giantess flung down her burden for the second time, and the widow made speed to reach the church. On the way... It seemed to her as if some one took hold of her arms and helped her along. Suddenly she heard the sound of a tremendous landslide on the troll's mountain, and turning round saw in the clear moonlight the troll woman striding furiously towards her over the morasses. At this sight she would have fainted with fear had she not felt herself lifted from the ground and hurried through the air into the church, the door of which immediately closed behind her. It happened that the priests were about to celebrate early mass, and all the people were assembled. Directly after she came into the church, the bells began to ring, and the congregation heard the sound of some heavy fall outside. Looking from one of the windows, they saw the troll hurry away from the noise of the bells, and in her flight stumbled over the wall of the graveyard, part of which fell. Then the troll said to it, Never stand again, and hurrying away, took up her abode in another mountain beyond the confines of the Paris of Cotl. 
Here is something more about cat liver. A region in the south of the country called Blauskor was so haunted by this troll who had now become mischievous as to be impassable. For two years things went on thus. It happened at this time that the inhabitants of Thingersisla became confused in the computation of dates and forgot when Yule Day fell. In their difficulty, they determined that their only chance was to send to the bishop at Skaulholt and ask him to put them right again, and they chose as their messenger a certain bold and active man named Olaver. On his way to Skaulholt, this Olaver passed, late in the day, over the mountain Blaufell, and being unwilling to linger there, went on his way as quickly as possible. When twilight had fallen, he saw a great troll woman standing in the way before him, who addressed him with these words. Are you going south, Olaver, mouth, wry mouth, I would fain warn you, go home again, blow your nose, wry face, and return to shame to your own place. Then he replied, O troll, sitting on Blaufett, all hail, may you farewell, to which she replied, Of old, few greeted me so well. Dearest darling, fare thee well, and let him pass without molesting him. So Oliver went on to Skaulholt, where the bishop solved his difficulty immediately for him. On his way home he passed over Blaufell, and again met the troll, who did not appear so formidable as he had done the first time. She gave him a book which he looked at and found to be a troll almanac. In giving him this calendar, she said, If Christ, the son of Mary, had done as much for us troll as you declare that he has done for you human beings, we should scarcely have been so ungrateful as to forget the date of his birthday. Then Oliver, whose power of gratitude certainly do seem to have been rather limited, said to her, Look eastward. Who rides there on a white horse? Whereupon the troll turned round, and as he saw nothing but daybreak, was instantly turned to stone. So Oliver went home rejoicing. I can't read or think of this story without thinking about my grandfather, the one from Troublemaker Valley. Each time I was going somewhere south, whether to Borganes or Reykjavik, he would repeat the lines from Gedlivur. Olaver Möður, Aitlar du Söður. My grandfather also told me that once in his valley, some people got confused and celebrated Yule on the wrong day. I don't know if this happened often in Iceland, or if this is just a tale my grandfather decided to tell us. Anyway, that is it for today. Thanks to Austin Yule, Kara Stevens, Evan Williams, Jon Helgason, Robin Williams, and all my other supporters. And as always, special thanks to Troy Williams and Kristen Rose, friends of the podcast. I am Oli Nestis Oliasson, and this has been Stories of Iceland, episode 26. A trollless Yuletide tale. Clearly, you'll.